Hello, uh, my name's David Brook. I'm the hub leader of the Chapelfields Hub Parish in Church Wigan. It's my delight to be with you today, Tuesday the 28th of July, for the second of our new series of reflections entitled Seeing Deeper, Looking Beyond. I've called my reflection today a dance or a prayer. It's so easy to become bitter. Life deals us some cruel blows. In the logic even of some Christians, God himself deals us some cruel blows. And they can find plenty of support for that in the Bible. I just don't buy it. It simply isn't that simple. The book of Job is an extended reflection on whether Job is suffering because A, he has done wrong, and B, God is just and must punish him, or whether God is unjust because A, Job has definitely done no wrong, but he's suffering all the same. Both positions are based on the underlying assumption that only good people should prosper and only bad people punished. I included the word only there twice because our human sense of justice demands that no bad person should enjoy the fruits of their crime. We like things to be neat and tidy, don't we? The trouble is that, as I said, it just isn't that simple, and that's what God has to deal with. The difference with good and godly people is how they handle both prosperity and suffering. Job may complain, but he never stops talking to God. He never breaks relationship with him, just as God never breaks relationship with Job. The book of Job can be pretty confusing, but it's clear that even in the midst of suffering, whatever caused it, God is at work. Here are a couple of verses from chapter 36 that ring true for me. And here they're in the New Century version, which I think puts it particularly well. God saves those who suffer through their suffering. He gets them to listen through their pain. God is gently calling you from the jaws of trouble to an open place of freedom where he has set your table full of the best food. So why did the book of Job come to mind and what has it to do with my choice for the day? Well, it came to mind because I wanted to share with you my absolute favourite composer of all, J.S. Bach, which is not exactly an original choice. And as I thought about which piece of his to share, I thought about his beautiful suites for solo cello. And that took me to one of my favourite performances of them by David Watkin. Both Johann Sebastian himself and David Watkin are men who have known inexplicable suffering. Bach was orphaned at the age of ten, widowed once, lost more than half of his twenty children in infancy or childhood, and died blind. But just listen to the music he wrote, some of it as he was going blind. Well, David Watkin made his recording of Bach's cello suites shortly before he had to give up playing because of advanced scleroderma. The performances are all the more poignant once you know. But what does he do now? He teaches, as head of strings at the Royal Scottish Conservatoire, 
and he conducts, and he glows with life. Let me quote an interview he gave to music critic and presenter Kate Mollison. She wrote that, When David presses down on the strings, his blood vessels break. Now he can demonstrate a few bars in a lesson, but hours of rehearsal is out of the question. He says, I managed to get that recording done in early December, looking down at his hands. My fingers would be black and blue by the end of the day, but I got it done. You can read Kate's interview with him at the link that I've put into the text. There's a two minute 33 second clip at the end, which you can also find linked. In it, just under halfway through, he speaks of playing the sweets as being like leading the listener. And here I quote, sometimes in a dance and sometimes in a prayer. Why not both at the same time, David? Why not? Like I said when I was talking about Job, the difference with good and godly people is how they handle suffering. Now I know that J.S. Bark had a deep faith. I have no idea about David Watkins' faith. But his life and teaching are inspiring. Just read the full interview to see what I mean. I find my reaction to his performances is pretty much like Kate Mollison's even though I first heard them without knowing the story, whereas she first heard them immediately after meeting him. She says, I head home and put on the first disc and find myself in tears by the end of the first suites Allemande. Watkins playing is breathtaking, poised, tender, searching, eloquent. There is grit and solemnity, pain and resolve but no trace of the anger that his illness must have caused during the recording. Watkins shapes his phrases with all the time and love in the world. It's a beautiful parting statement. Only it wasn't a parting statement. It's the character of the man, and the way he continues to live in his life in the light of his suffering. To paraphrase Job 26, 15 and 16, he has suffered through his suffering and listened through his pain. He has been gently called from the jaws of trouble to an open place of freedom where God has laid a new table for him. That inspires me. So now, please join me to enjoy David Watkin playing some bark. Fingers black, blue and bleeding. And I defy you not to weep and be humbled too. I hear both a dance and a prayer. What do you hear? You can find the link uh, to his playing in the text on the webpage. Let's conclude today by praying together, shall we? We use the words of the prayer that Jesus taught us. And we pray in solidarity with Christians across Wigan, across Liverpool Diocese, and across the world. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. 
Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. And may God bless you, today and every day.